I'm going to call the meeting to order right on time. So uh, we've got to first recognize alternates. Uh, Kelly Freeling for Bruce Teague of Iowa City. And that is it for now. Announce them when they come in. Uh, okay, so we want to consider approval of the meeting minutes. So moved. Okay, got a motion. Second. Thank you. Motion and a second. Any discussion on the minutes? All right, all those in favor say aye. 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 Okay, opposed, no. All right, the minutes are approved. And we'll be next, we'll be setting the board meeting date for our next meeting. You see September 18th tentatively, so. Unless there's any huge objections, I'm sure that's what we'll be setting for. Just FYI, since I'm the person from Johnson County here, I will be here for that meeting. So. You'll have an alternate then, I'm uh, guessing. I'm, I will have an alternate in my own backyard. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's too bad. All right. Uh, we'll move on. Uh, first, our next item will be the public discussion of any item not on the agenda. Is anybody here that wants to present anything to the MPO board? Uh, Mr. Burner, I just had one thing I wanted to add um, before the public gets uh, involved, if they have anything to add, is that um, Doug Elliott, for those of you that knew Doug Elliott, the director of the East Central Iowa Council of Governments, retired about two weeks ago now. And for those that worked with Doug, he was very good at his job, and he had been there, I think, since 1993, 94, 95, somewhere in that range. So uh, he had a longstanding and good career with ECOG, and I'm uh, sorry to see him go. Uh, he was always a good colleague to work with, but congratulations to Doug. All right. Thanks, Kent. Uh, okay, and I don't see any public comments. Uh, we'll move on to 3A. So uh, Brad's handling this one. This public hearing consideration of the resolutions of adoption and certification of the fiscal 2023 MPOJC Transportation Improvement Program. Uh, Brad, the system transportation planner. Uh, I want to go over the the final TIP. Uh, this is our FY20 to 23. Uh, that's submitted for your approval tonight. Uh, the annual TIP is our local programming document for federal and state surface transportation and transit projects. At your last meeting, you approved the draft TIP project list uh, for surface transportation and transit projects. Um, this included the transit apportionment approval that you did in January. Uh, in January, the MPO had just over $2.5 million to apportion for FY19. Section 5307 operating assistance. Uh, these funds were apportioned to the three transit agencies. So in FY20, you'll see in the TIP, uh, that amount has gone up to over 2.8 million uh, for Section 5307. And the estimates are reflected in the TIP. They basically took the same percentages and I think we added 10% uh, recommended by DOT. So we had enough money in there so we wouldn't have to go back and change it later. So that's, that's where that number came from. Uh, the STBG and TAP projects were approved at your April meeting. Uh, this includes two new surface transportation block grant projects. And they, are, they include Coralville's Fifth Street project, which is uh, just over $1.6 million in STBG funding, and Tiffin's North Park Road project, which is $1.2 million. Uh, both of these projects are programmed in the FY, FY23 um, Iowa City's Dodge Street Improvement Program, our project, 
just over 3.7 million in STBG funding, also received um, STBG funding from the board, but it's programmed in FY24. So it doesn't show up in this TIP, it'll be in next year's TIP, the 21 to 24. There are also three transportation alternative program projects included. That's uh, Corville's Iowa River Trail Replacement Project. Uh, it's $548,000 in TAP funding. It's programmed in FY21. Iowa City's Highway 6 Trail Project that was at, uh, funded at $438,000 in TAP funding. And that's also programmed in FY21. Coralville's Clear Creek Trail Connection Project uh, was funded at $212,000 and is programmed in FY22. Uh, North Liberty also received funding uh, for their North Liberty Trail Project, was over $648,000 in TAP funds, but it is programmed in FY24. So it will also show up in next year's TIP, the 21 to 24. Since uh, you approved the draft TIP at your May meeting, we've had a few changes made. Um, and I'm sure you all noticed this. <laughs> DOT removed the IWV project uh, from the list because it's under contract. So that was removed. Iowa City Transit uh, requested that we add two replacement buses to the TIP. Uh, so those are new. Those are buses five, six, or 657 and 659. They have some opportunity to replace those with electric buses, so they need to have those in the TIP. So we did add those. So those are the only changes since the draft. Um, all projects under contract, like I mentioned with DOT, <coughs> have been removed from the TIP. All STBG and TAP projects not completed in FY19 and carried over to FY20, um, we added 4% to the total cost, not to the amount that we funded, but just to the total cost uh, for inflation. All Iowa DOT projects are uh, in our planning area are also included in the TIP. And just to remind you that you did opt out of the uh, federal aid swap. So all these projects will continue on as they have in the past. They'll be completed according to all the federal guidelines. In addition to the project list, the TIP also includes uh, project status reports. That's for both local and DOT projects. It identifies regionally significant projects programmed in the TIP. It also includes the MPO's public input process, which was approved by the board in 2017. Uh, it includes the MPO's project selection procedures for the STBG and TAP projects, including the scoring criteria. It includes a fiscal constraint review of the TIP, a fiscal analysis of transportation projects was also completed. That's required by the Federal Transit Administration. Um, states, statements regarding performance planning measures for highway safety, pavement bridge, freight, and transit asset management measures have also been added. Uh, and these measures have been approved by the board over the last few months, or over the last couple years, I guess. Uh, the MPO, we did publish um, a TIP public notice, 30-day notice, in advance of today's meeting. And all agencies in the MPO's public input list were contacted. Uh, we also posted posters uh, in all the fixed route buses uh, regarding today's meeting. Uh, and we did receive one comment. Uh, there's an email attached from Amy Charles um, that's attached in your packet. 
Uh, that was a comment regarding the Bongo program, the system, and its effect on the ridership, um, is what that is, is about. Uh, those, those comments were also forwarded to Iowa City Transit because they were specific to Iowa City Transit. Um, staff is requesting approval of the final TIP, and we will submit that to the Iowa DOT, Federal Highway Administration, and the Federal Transit Administration by July 15th. Any questions on the TIP? into the public hearing then. okay I don't hear any questions so yeah the public hearing will be next so I'll open up public hearing if there's anybody here to speak on this item now would be the time okay nobody's getting up so we'll close the public hearing and now we'll move on to uh, the next item uh, which will be consider the resolution adopting fiscal year 2020-23 transportation improvement program for the Iowa City urbanized area and authorizing the MPOJC chairperson to sign documents. So moved. Motion. Second. Thank you. Second. Okay. Any other discussion? All right. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed, no. Okay. That's approved. Uh, okay, next item will be consider resolution certifying the compliance with federal requirements for conducting the urban transportation planning process in the Iowa City urbanized area. Motion for so action. Moved. Yeah, looking for a motion. Thanks. So Thanks. Motion. Okay. Second. All right. Any other discussion? Hearing nothing. Okay. All those in favor say aye. 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 Opposed? No? All right, that's proved as well. Okay, we're on to 3B. This is an update from DOT District 6 staff on the I-380-80 I corridor projects. And I think this is Kathy's. Hi, I'm Kathy Cutler. I'm with the Iowa DOT District 6 office in Cedar Rapids. I'm with me, come on up, new is Newman Abuisa. He's our staff, our, our resident construction engineer now. Um, do you want to Cedar introduce Rabbit. yourself? Newman Abuisa, resident construction engineer for the Iowa Department of Transportation, Cedar Rapids. So we were asked to come and talk about the 8380 project and other DOT projects in the area. Um, in your packet uh, is just a simple list of activities um, for the next four years for the project. Um, we were successful in getting an infra grant from the federal um, government for $50 million. Um, what that essentially did was shave a year of construction off the project. Fingers crossed maybe it'll be a little more, but we need some cooperative weather. Um, I don't want to read all through these. Um, really, the basic, of the basic work this year is building the eastbound 80 to northbound 380. You see those big piers under construction up there? That will hold the elevated highway. Um, all those cloverleaf ramps are going to be replaced with what we call directional ramps that will be elevated, so it will be fairly high in the air. The geography of the area really lent itself well to that. What that also means is trucks especially won't need to slow down on the cloverleaf ramps. They'll be able to maintain a higher speed, and then merging will be a lot easier. In addition to that, we are six-laning 80 and a portion of 380 through the area, actually eight-laning some ports of uh, Interstate 80. Um, in addition, we'll have auxiliary lanes out there. Um, I don't know. Do you want to say anything more about 8380? 
Uh, just for 80 will be elevated about six, uh, seven feet on the east side of 80 around the creek, uh, Clear Creek, and uh, that will be higher than what it is today. And it will be about that much lower on the west side. So we are trying to balance the interchange. So you'll see when we get uh, the median going uh, construction, you will see elevated uh, piling basically uh, to build the center two lanes, and then we'll divert the traffic to the center two lanes, and then work on each side uh, in the next three, four years. We do have a dedicated website, um, 8380, if you just search for that. Um, we try to drive the public to that website for uh, impacts to their travel. Eventually, people will be taking detours, such as going up to the new Forever Green Road interchange, flipping around and coming back, back south. Um, so we know there will be construction delays. Um, we'd, uh, we have identified those delays the worst years as 2021 to 2022. Um, really, through traffic is less impacted. It's when you're changing directions, say you're going south and you want to go east that's when you're going to be detouring so we can take any questions about 8380 I have a question sure so currently as you're coming east on 80 um, right around the 380 thing um, you have as you're trying to get over to exit you've got oncoming and so it, it just always seemed illogical to me that you would have the on-ramp before the off-ramp are those going to be changed so you don't have to crisscross over people trying to speed up while you're trying to slow down? Yeah, this whole project is to eliminate all the weaving. We call this a weaving movement, and this project will el eliminate all the weaving. We have uh, four weaving uh, uh, movements, two on I-80 and two on I-380, and all uh, four of them will be eliminated, but we'll have to wait four years until the project is finished. I can wait. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I have a question uh, regarding the trail that is going from Tiffin uh, to Coralville and under 380. Uh, we're starting to work a detour. Is that trail going to be closed really the next three to four years completely closed or are there times it's open? so people can use it? When there's active construction, we have to close it just for safety to everybody. Um, I don't believe it's going to be closed that many years, though. Do you know? The trail is not complete right now, and it's not open. And it, the city of Coralville chose not to re build the trail under the Clear Creek bridges now, because the Clear, Clear Creek bridges will be elevated six more feet higher than what they are now, and that will allow for more space under the, under the bridges. So in lieu of building it now and, and not having enough room, the city of Coralville deferred the section within our right-of-way to build it with our projects. So our projects will be in three stages. We'll be building the median and then uh, on each side. So that will take about three or four years. And that will be, I guess, the, the, the trail will not be open until that. So all those bridges are, are elevated and, and it's open to traffic. And that's when Coralville will finish that last section? And that is what we have. An, we will have an agreement with the city of Coralville where, where we will build part, I guess part of the grading will be on us and part of the paving will be on them. Okay. Well, we're, uh, to get our, connect, our trail connected to Coralville, we're, we're thinking of running through our, ba our soccer fields up to 380, up to Highway 6, maybe under that bridge on your shoulder, and then down to uh, the Coralville, uh, the road West Core or uh, the driveway back to Beiser and those businesses. Uh, and maybe, so I don't know, we'll have to talk to Coralville too about that a little bit, but if it's gonna be three years, our trail can't really be connected until Coralville finishes that section. So is that something that you may allow us to run our trail up 
through our soccer fields up to your shoulder for a little ways? Or on is the that shoulder of, I, uh, of the freeway is not on the on six on highway six. Highway six, yes. I mean that is Maybe? a possibility. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll probably we, be in we contact. With, we paved highway six shoulders to kind of be prepared for that kind of uh, uh, situation. So uh, we paved them last year and we paved an extra wide uh, shoulders on Highway 6 without rumble strips. Uh, they can be used by pedestrians and possibly others. Today, uh, today they today can. Today they can be. Well, today I guess we are doing some construction as part of the I-80, I-380. The city of Coralville is doing a, uh, a main water main under the bridges as of yesterday. So th there is some construction going on in, in conjunction with the I-80, I-380 uh, project, which will, should be uh, uh, done soon here in, in this construction season. But the, uh, uh, the bridges will take a long time, three, four years. And that is, uh, that's what Highway 6 uh, uh, pay, uh, shoulder, paved shoulder was, can, could be used for. If we use that paved shoulder for the trail, it's not wide, en wide enough for the south side of Highway 6 to have two-way traffic on the shoulder for bikes, is there probably? So people headed east will have to go on the north side of Highway 6, or can they share a two-way traffic on that shoulder? That will require some analysis, and okay. uh, I think uh, the city will have to propose something and we'll have to evaluate it. Those uh, options were not proposed at this point, and we have not evaluated them. Well, the concern is, is we want pedestrians and bicycles not to have cross Highway 6 for the county trail, if possible, to stay on the south side. But we'll talk to you about that more about yeah, that I if mean, we can keep going forward then. Yeah. Okay, that answers my question. I mean, there will be trail. some signals, new signals in the city of Tiffin, which will allow, I guess, uh, traffic to uh, cross within the city of Tiffin. And then when they get to the city of Coralville, they, there will be spots also to, to cross. But in between, it's, it's not an easy situation. The roundabout will accommodate some pedestrian. Yeah, the roundabout will be there and it should be done by the end of our construction season. So maybe that will be a way to cross if we need to, but okay. Yeah. I'm curious if you could elaborate at all when the DOT considers widening or adding additional lanes as part of that ordinary planning process, is there any consideration of the impact on carbon emissions? And secondly, related to that, what is the anticipated impact related to safety if you're talking about higher speeds on the interstate? Because I don't necessarily view that as a good thing because of a possible safety impact. If you could just elaborate on those two points. We use federal highway um, funds, so we have to follow the NEPA process. Part of that is an evaluation of the environment, including the air quality. Um, when we're adding lanes, um, it's for more traffic, so there naturally is going to be some degradation to the air quality. Um, I don't know specifically carbon stuff, if we get into that. Um, we have whole department of people in Ames that this is what they do. Um, Safety-wise, as far as the speed for those ramps, I'm talking more like 50 miles an hour, so it's much more smooth. Um, so we do believe it will be a safer movement. And again, as you referenced, those weaving movements are very dangerous today. Yeah, yeah it, just, it just makes traffic s smoother. The speed is not for the main line. The speed will be maintained as is on the main line today. The only speed which we are changing here is the changing from I-80 to I-380 or vice versa. Now you have to go down to 20, from 55 or 65, down to 25, back to 65. And that will generate emission as well. And we are trying to make that movement down to 65, down to 55, back to 65, which is a lot, like Kathy said, smoother movement and should be more efficient and more environmental friendly as well. 
Kath, I had one quick question. I might have missed this. Does the InfraGrant shorten the project at all? By about a year, By but it's year. at the end. Okay. So we compress the schedule essentially, we're and we're hoping more than a year, but it's weather. So good. a year yeah. would be good. Yep. I will put in a plug for quarter rides. Uh, since Kent brought up ECCOG, they're managing this program for us. We're actually putting project funds into the express bus. Um, to support that bus during the uh, three years of construction. Um, right now, ridership is about 250 trips per day. Um, it starts early enough in the morning to service uh, University of Iowa hospitals and clinics. Um, they also are doing seasonal Saturday services um, that will go to the uh, Coral Ridge Mall um, just so shoppers can use it. We've had really good feedback, uh, especially some elderly drivers that don't like to drive on the interstate system are taking that bus during the midday when it's not as busy. Then they're able to get to their medical appointments. So it's been a very positive thing. Um, hopefully it can continue on its own after our project is up. I did do have a lot of these if anybody wants to take them back and put them um, out for people. Um, they also have a van pool for employees and they also have uh, rideshare matching. So there's, there's three programs really with that. I'll talk a little bit about some more studies that we have. We have an additional study on 380 um, from north of Forever Green Road to just short of Highway 30. Um, that's a, a planning and environmental linkages study. Um, what that does is take a look at the corridor. We do think it needs to be six lanes. We're really hoping not to ever have it be eight lanes. So we're looking at some alternative ways to manage that traffic. One of those is hard shoulder running, where we beef up the shoulder to the point where it can carry traffic at certain times of the day. Perhaps that express bus could be on that hard shoulder. Um, this is one way to help us not have to widen out to eight lanes, but better manage the traffic and the growth in the area. Um, that study will be wrapping up at the end of this year. Um, it does look at different interchange types, both for the Penn 380 interchange and Wright Brothers up near Cedar Rapids to make those more accommodating for the left turns that we see there. Uh, the interchange at Swisher likely will, be, will remain a rural diamond. We also have um, a project coming to widen Interstate 80. This would be east of Iowa City to the West Branch area. Um, that will be widened out to match what it is um, kind of through the metro areas. Uh, we will be buying the right-of-way this year. Um, the construction for that is uh, state fiscal years 21 through 24. Um, we also have a project that jumps then to the Cedar-Scott area, again, to widen to six lanes. Don't talk about one. A few more uh, projects, I guess. Uh, I see the city of Iowa City is here too, but I'll just cover a couple of projects. I guess uh, Highway 6 or uh, what we call Riverside Drive in Iowa City here is about to wrap up. Uh, we are overlaying this project with the uh, conjunction with the city of Iowa City, and I, uh, I think the project is almost complete. It will be done at uh, the end of this week, I hope. Uh, also, we finished uh, the uh, Governor Street uh, resurfacing, and we are still working on the Governor Street uh, bridge over Cle Clear Creek, and we are hoping to get that finished before school opens uh, uh, this uh, next season uh, for University of Iowa. Um, the uh, L.L. Pelling have the asphalt projects here, and they are moving to do the microsurfacing on I-80 between uh, 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 151, interchange with 151 all the way to I-380, and that's for the eastbound only. We are just putting a microsurfacing, it's a very thin layer to protect the surface and make it smoother, and that will take only a couple of weeks. Uh, the work will be at night only. Um, uh, we have also a few projects on Highway 1, South of Iowa City, around uh, uh, 
uh, County Road 52, and those uh, there's four bridges: Old Man Creek, Old Woman Creek, and over uh, uh, some overflow uh, uh, culverts and bridges. There's a total of four of them, and they'll be under construction in 2020. And there will be a detour for Highway One uh, for part of the construction. We are accelerating the construction to allow construction to uh, for all those four bridges within within one season and allow also access to the property owners at all times. So that will require us to do some bridges at a fast uh, pace uh, to to open it back up and to the, do the other bridges. However, part of the uh, construction season, uh, Highway 1 will be closed and the detour will be on 22 and Highway 218 uh, in, in, in Johnson County. Uh, well, part of it in Washington County as well. Um, on the south side. So those are in general, I guess, Burlington Street also we are working with the CYO City to uh, pave that part of that uh, portion of Burlington Street between uh, the Iowa River and, uh, and uh, ca uh, uh, Capitol Street. And uh, we've been doing, pa we've done some patches there too. So those are general, I guess, uh, uh, annual uh, bridge repairs. And we have also the bridge uh, over uh, uh, Prairie du Chien over I-80 is in the program for 2023. 22, I think, or 23, actually, uh, 23. So those are the bridges uh, and, and roads in our program. Some of them are done, and some of them will be coming up. If you have any questions for Kathy and I. So heading north on 380, at, well, between 430 and 530, the exit at North Liberty, is a huge danger. So will this widening project accommodate exiting traffic so that you don't have to stop on the freeway? Go ahead. Okay. One of the things with Forever Green is it's gonna change the traffic north patterns. Of north of that. Right, okay. but the new Forever oh, Green, I, I think people that live south um, will take that instead of going up to Penn and then backtracking. So we're gonna monitor that. Again, that, uh, Penn uh, interchange is, is something we're looking at to modify and rebuild. It really is just too small for the traffic that uses it today. Mm -hmm. So we want to really see how Forever Green Road helps Penn, and that's going to help us decide where on 380 we may start construction projects. And the Forever Green Road, uh, the Forever Green Bridge over I-380 will be five lanes versus what we have on Penn Street now is only two lanes. So we'll have a lot more capacity at the interchange with Forever Green Road than what we have on Penn Street, but Penn Street is very old interchange and served very well for the last few years, many, few decades actually. And uh, we will be looking at uh, the improvements with the, with the new study between uh, Forever Green Road and uh, Highway th uh, 30. Will there be a bike lane on that Forever Green overpass? Yes. Thank you. There will be a bike lane and a sidewalk. Uh, bike lane, I believe, on the south side and the sidewalk on the north side. We are doing it within a, the interchange area, but the city of uh, the cities actually will have to be responsible for outside the interchange area to make the connection. So a separate trail and a sidewalk. I see. Sidewalk on the north side and trails trail on, on the, the south side. side. Thank you. So not in the lane of traffic, but perfect. Yeah. yeah. Mm. Thank you. Okay, thank you. Yeah, thank thank you. you. Thank you. Okay, just a couple things left. Other business? Oh, sorry, ECOG update. We got the, from the Johnson County Citizen Representative. Yeah, we may be moving on to other business. I don't okay. see that Randy was able to yeah. make it. Um, so we'll try and catch up with him at our September meeting. Yeah, we can get the update yeah. on that later, so. Okay, uh, other business then, yeah. 
Anything else you need to bring up, Kent, or anybody else? We're going to have a record, make it through our meeting in record time. Mm. <laughs> yeah, less than a half hour. So yeah, nobody, nobody complains about short meetings. Yeah. All right, we'll get a motion to adjourn in a second. We'll be out of here. So, so moved. So moved in a second. I don't know who the second was, but all those in favor say aye. 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 Okay, we're adjourned.